When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a visiting chef who will be serving up one of their favorites. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, and with me, as always, are the brilliant and boisterous Emily and Ashley. I added that to the script. I know, because I don't want to put adjectives to describe myself. It would be weird. (laughs) But hi, guys. Hey. So please join us in welcoming our guest chef for this episode, Elise from the True Crime Cat Lawyer podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. Hi, Elise. We love you. And also cats in general. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love your picture of Winston in the background. It's very regal. I can I can see it. <laughs> Thank you. I love that his name is Winston. That's amazing because it makes me think of um, Winston Bishop. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Bish. Is, uh, is she wearing a special collar today? Is she dressed up today? She is wearing her royal purple collar today. Nice. Matching her she, her regal status in the picture. Yes, but she just got like I think I ordered ten new ones, so we'll be rotating them as we go. There you go. Got to keep it fresh for the gram. <laughs> All right. Well, before we dive into the dish you're going to be serving tonight, I have a few questions that we're going to ask you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> This is bringing me back to those cramp word days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I promise these won't be nearly as hard. At least I hope not. So tell us a little bit more about your show. Like when did you start True Crime Cat Lawyer and kind of what inspired you to create your podcast? Yeah, so we will be turning two this year in August And so this was definitely started as a pandemic hobby, as I'm sure a lot of other people can, um, (laughs) you know, sort of commiserate with me. I sort of went through this period where I had kind of binged all of the more well-known true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I like researching. I like writing. I'll just do my own. And so I created my podcast and I'm also a lawyer by day. And so I have sort of um, a particular interest in the legal side of things. And obviously Winston, my cat, is my little logo and podcast face because she's far more cuter than I could ever dream to be. 
Um, <laughs> but so through this, we found so many indie true crime podcasts that I absolutely love and listen to. And I feel like my library has grown just exponentially through this and it's been so amazing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my backstory. Was there a particular, I think we covered this on my Cramport episode, but is, was there a particular case that kind of inspired you to create your podcast or were you, I mean, obviously a yeah, lot of us, so. a lot of us created it in the pandemic. Cause we were like, I got time. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I need something to do um. <laughs> while well, I'm staring at myself. <laughs> so I, um, I used to watch Matlock and Perry Mason with my grandpa and so that's kind of where I got into just crime in general and kind of wanting to be a lawyer. And then my friend um, was actually the victim of a kidnapping and murder when I was in middle school. And so that's kind of, I think, where my true crime interest sort of took off. Mm -hmm. um, and so ever since then, I've been super interested in it, do a lot of um you know, research into different things. And um, as a lawyer, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of um, digest and request information for my podcast mm -hmm. through like FOIA, FOIA requests and everything. Um, so my particular kind of niche is doing kind of lesser known unsolved missing persons cases, mm -hmm. because I think you know, a lot of people tend to want to cover the like super sexy and like high profile cases. Yeah. But I think it's so important to remember that there are victims who never get coverage. And that's why a lot of us can't find research yeah. for these different cases because nobody seemingly cares in kind of the public eye. Yeah. And so that's kind of where my podcast, that's not re really originally where it started, but that's kind of where it's grown through the past, you know, almost two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I get what you're saying about like the, the super popular sexy cases. Like, and I feel like it's really important as true crime podcasters to try and bring light to a lot of those missing uh, person's cases that are less well-known. Like you never hear about indigenous women that are missing. You never hear about the um, BIPOC people that are missing. Like it's, it's always like the pretty white girl who's missing and, you know, they drained a lake to try to find her and all this stuff. It's, and you don't hear about the other people that are just as deserving to have their story told. So I think it's cool. It's that you so do that. true. Or people who come from uh, less fortunate backgrounds. Like, wasn't Ariel Castro's yeah. first victim? She had been a runaway at one point in her life. And so when she disappeared, nobody looked for her at all. Nobody looked mm -hmm. for her. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. So on a lighter note, when do new episodes <laughs> of your podcast drop? So we drop new episodes every other Thursday. Um, I would love to do a weekly podcast like a lot of you all do. But unfortunately, my job is incredibly demanding and I don't want to put out a subpar product. Yep. So bi-weekly episodes are kind of what I feel like I can tackle. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, every other Thursday, usually around 8 a.m. is when I release them. So right on your commute to work, you can listen to a new episode. Nice. 
Yeah, I would imagine you don't get a lot of free time when you're a lawyer, but that's just me. I <laughs> Yes, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so what's one episode of your show that you would recommend patrons of our pizzeria check out first? Or what episode of your show has been your favorite so far? Ooh. So I think the one that I would recommend the most is my Susan Powell episode. Um, you know, obviously if you know, if you're familiar with the case, she's, she's still a missing person technically, but I think the vast majority of us believe that she's deceased. Mm -hmm. And so I think keeping her case and her information out there for people to kind of help bring her remains home is important. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also one that I just, I put a lot of like effort and time into my episodes, but that's one that I've wanted to cover since I started my podcast. And so it was kind of one that I was really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely one of the ones that I'm most proud of. Um, it was specifically dropped in October of last year because it was part of our kind of domestic violence series at sure. the time. And so I think that also is important. An important piece of it is just kind of highlighting what domestic violence actually looks like and kind of trying to break down the stereotypes of kind of why women don't leave and answering that question for people. Because I think we hear it so many times, like, why didn't you just leave? And there's a lot of people that just truly don't understand the kind of mental toll that an abusive relationship takes on a person and how financially tied, emotionally tied, like people can be to one another. Mm -hmm. And it's not as simple as just walking away. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand just what kind of like gaslighting and stuff happens. The whole like psychological trauma that takes place in a relationship like that, not just the physical trauma, if there is physical trauma, you know, um, domestic violence doesn't always have to be physical. It can be mental as well. So absolutely. And I think that's super important to highlight too. And I'm super sorry to like take all these like deep, no, no, <laughs> very dark topics. No, no. Start off our episode. No, no. It's important to talk about. And that's what your show is about. So it makes sense. We would talk about it. Um, can I, can I ask a question? Sure. So obviously you deal with very dark, heavy topics and you do that also within your own career. How do you cleanse your mind at the end of the day so, so that you're not carrying the weight of all this around with you? Because it's a lot. Yeah. So actually, I don't practice as a criminal attorney. I do workers' compensation defense. Nice. And so that is kind of my own um, breather, I think, because I'm not, you know, doing criminal law in my day-to-day -day practice. But I also, you know, just spend a lot of time um, looking into different organizations that can be helped by our sort of revenue that we generate. So none of our proceeds go back to us from our Patreon or our ads. We put all of that into different animal organizations, different true crime organizations. And that's something I'm also really passionate about is help. That's kind of my way that I can give back as much as like telling these stories um, so I, I absolutely adore animals. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that <laughs> one is a big one, just kind of 
finding, you know, everybody loves cat videos and dog yep. videos. Um, so that's definitely my big escape. Um, I will say though, that I have found myself on the sad side of TikTok one too many times. So oh, I try girl. to like, girl, <laughs> yeah. preach. <laughs> so I have to like consciously try to go to like funny cat things or like funny animal things so that I can like reconfigure my algorithm because I will just like cry and cry and cry if I like spend too much time on sad TikTok. <laughs> I know. I've I've had the same thing where I'm like, how did my algorithm get so screwed up? Why is everything so sad? <laughs> and then I have to like search for like raccoons or something to like <laughs> reset the algorithm. <laughs> Okay, so this next question may be as tough as the Cramport episode. Oh. What is your favorite pizza topping and why? Okay, so this one actually isn't hard, so that's a good thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of pepperoni, and I think part of it is I'm, I would love to say that I want to be a vegetarian and you know, all that, but I do love meat to like my core. <laughs> and there's just something about like the combination of cheese and pepperoni that's just so delicious. Mm -hmm. But it also like translates so well. I'm not a big red meat sauce person. Mm -hmm. So I like that pepperoni and cheese still tastes good if there's like an Alfredo base or like a ranch base. Sure. I like the versatility of it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, uh, I've never thought of it that way before, but that's very true. I, uh, my sister Maddie got me hooked on this snack, which I kind of hate her for, um, where you take like a Ritz cracker <laughs> and a slice and like a pickle and a slice of pepperoni and then like cream cheese. And you like eat that as a little snack. It's actually delicious. It sounds disgusting, but it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I want to throw myself out a window listening to you describe that. That's how much my skin is crawling right now. There's a pizza around here called a pickle pizza. No, stop <laughs> ruining everything. It's pretty good. I thought I would hate it, but it was really good. Let's go back to what Elise was talking about because it didn't make me want to die. <laughs> I love pizza. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Although I think you're our, I, am I wrong? She might be the third guest in a row that has said that they don't like the red sauce now. Yep, you are. Maybe I think yeah. three in a row. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I, I've always thought I was a weirdo for that. That's what oh. they said too, and they expected judgment, and we were like, no, get into it if that's what you like. We should have a poll on social and be like, okay, we need to we need to settle this. What kind of sauce do you like? Red <laughs> sauce or something else? And share what your something else is if it's not red sauce. And the last option is I don't care what anybody else eats as long as they're happy and they don't force me to put pickle stuff in my mouth, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't think that'll fit on the option. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it can be like an asterisk. <laughs> it will be an asterisk and then underneath it will be a separate tweet <laughs> explaining what goes in there. It cannot have pickles. I like pickles, but I don't 
I don't like what you said, and I don't like what Emily said. Now I'm worried that pickles are ruined. Have you ever had a pickle shot? The mixed no. hot glass is not a pickles. No. It's no one. So bad. Please so don't, bad. guys. Please don't do that. Don't do these things. Like, don't also don't do crimes, but don't do the pickle stuff that they're talking about either. It's just like deeply important to me. Have either have any, crime right there? Have any of you guys had pickle potato chips? No. Yes. No. They're so good. They're so good. Oh my god. I mean. I guess salt and vinegar is good, so you would imagine that pickles would be It's like a dill similar. pickle. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's so oh good. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. Oh my God. Now I want some. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to the store right now. You're in the middle of something. I know. I'll just I'll walk to the store later so I feel better. I'll feel better about myself when I eat the whole bag. That's what um, cart's for. <laughs> listen. Real talk, I did have ice cream for breakfast, and I'm supposed to be on a diet, so shit happens, and sometimes you just fall off the wagon for a little bit, it's fine. No judgment, no judgment. I'm 1,501, I can do what I want. It's all those preservatives, (laughs) they kept you going. No, um, as we've already discussed, it's because I'm allergic to sunlight, that's... Mm. That's why I'm still alive. So of the cases you've covered so far, which one has stuck with you the most? I, that's a good question. I would say, I can't remember what number it is, but it's the Michelle Notick case. And she is just a crazy psycho. Mm -hmm. And she's, just incredibly abusive to her her family and she like murdered people and she's actually going to be getting out of jail in June. What? Which is just like mind boggling to me. Of course she is because she's horrible. By the way, this is episode 25 and I know because I just listened to it two, I think two days ago. She's terrible. And I, the worst part is like it's not even that she's just like eligible for parole in June. It's like no, she literally is getting out. Like there's nothing that anybody can do. Of course she is. Of course she is. I'm gonna throw something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> we'll do it later. I promise my. I promise myself less rage. So I'm not gonna throw anything. I'm just gonna shake my head. I think you're in the wrong business for less rage. <laughs> um. The point, like, re- real talk, there's too much rage inside my body, and that might actually be what's keeping me alive, not the sunlight thing. <laughs> kind of like um, kind of like Darth Maul, like, I'm literally too angry to actually die, so it is what it is. It is the people that are the most spiteful and angry that live forever, so. It's very true. That's right. I love you. Fueled by fueled by spite and bitterness, probably. We assume. Although although sometimes I'm funny. So <laughs> oh, you channel that rage into comedy. So good for you. <laughs> laugh laugh at my pain, people. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so I think I accidentally kind of asked you this at the beginning without meaning to. You definitely did. <laughs> so should I not ask it? 
probably just go to the next okay. question. <laughs> All right. It was the question about what case got you interested. So I already asked it. I skipped ahead in my notes that I didn't read before. So, because uh, Ash. Preparation. <laughs> Preparation. I did not do it. Uh, so enough about crime. Let's talk about let's talk about Winston. <laughs> tell tell us oh more gosh. about your adorable cat for people who are very like informed that you have a cat now based off the conversations that we've had, but like tell us more. Yes. So Winston will be three in August. Oh my god. Leo. Is insane. Um she is a gray tuxedo cat which I have come to realize is not incredibly um, common. At least that's what my searches on Instagram have told me. (laughs) Um, She has the cutest little mustache, the little white one. And she's now starting to get kind of this little gray hair right on her nose, which is super cute. She has a little pink nose. Um, And she just, she's still crazy. Um, She thinks she's, I mean, I guess she still is kind of a kitten. She's like a young cat, but she thinks that she's, you know, invincible. And my boyfriend bought her this like cat tree type of thing that actually like bolts into your wall. Okay. And it's got like a huge rope thing like you would find on a cat tree and so she loves to climb up of it climb up it and then hang like this with her head like her claws she's like like a crazy person <laughs> and she has now discovered that she can climb on top of the house part to oh. be super high so she loves height she loves to judge everyone like the goddess and queen that she is um, we're all just peasants living in her world. Well, she is a Leo, so <laughs> I can relate. That's I can how they roll. Lindsay knows. Know. <laughs> As a fellow Leo, I I too stand on top of my house and silently judge people. <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> I don't have the fanciest collars like she does, though. So. I will buy you one and I will send it to you. (laughs) Neighbors are a lot more worried about Lindsay than they are about Winston. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Facts. Facts. So let's say we were going to make a summoning circle. What are three items that we should place inside of it to summon you? Whew. Um... Winston. I was going to say, if you don't say Winston, then (laughs) we just need to stop this interview right now. (laughs) Yeah, no, Winston for sure. Um, It's funny. We were actually like talking last night, my boyfriend and I, sorry to go off on a tangent, but he was like... That's all we do here. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I was telling him, you know, something about how I loved him and everything. He's like, but do you love me more than Winston? And I was like, right as he got out the sentence, I was like, no. Like, I didn't even let, like, a pause happen. And he he just, like, looked at me, and I was like, do you want me to be honest with you? Like, I thought honesty was what you valued in this relationship, (laughs) and I'm just being honest. (laughs) So definitely Winston. Um, I would say the New England Patriots. And 
my baby niece. Aww. Aww. Yeah, she's not she's not a baby anymore, but she'll always be a baby to me. She's going to be five this year. Aww. That's a fun age. Just, oh, that's a fun age. Oh, yeah. That's she's growing really up like way too fast, which I'm sure those of you who have children can absolutely can relate. relate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my baby is going into high school next year, so I oh. can I can relate. Barf, that's too much. I know. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I know. <laughs> I have a dog, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she could go to high school. You never know. No. No, she can't because here's exactly what will happen. I'll never get her back <laughs> because every Every time she sees a new person, she gets, like, hyper-focused on the new person and how much she needs that person to pet her and love her and think she's the cutest thing they've ever seen. And she'll just keep doing that and I'll never get her back. <laughs> she's got to make her way through everyone in the high school. <laughs> By the time she has finished completing a round, it'll be, like, the next school year and there will be more children. I'll never get my dog back. <laughs> she just lives here in the walls. It's fine. See. <laughs> <laughs> No, please don't take my puppy. <laughs> Rename her Jeff. No. Her name is River Forever. You can't change it to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff the school dog. I love it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Patrons, if someone has a Jeff the school dog, please let us know because I want that to be a thing now. <laughs> If you have a pet named Jeff, put it in a school uniform and send us a picture. Put it in a principal ensemble and send a picture. I'm not even going to be a jerk. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a dog. We're still going to call it one, though. <laughs> Just so you know. There's a ferret named Jeff that lives at the school. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's even cuter. A ferret with, like, a little tie and... <laughs> Listen, this is getting off track. It is. This is why we don't this is why we don't talk about animals so much. We go down rabbit holes and then never can work our way back. Hi everyone. It's Elise from True Crime Cat Lawyer. That's right. I've combined my three favorite things into a podcast. Cats, true crime, and lawyering. Every other Thursday, my co-host Winston and I bring you a new case from the Pacific Northwest. Winston is my sassy sidekick with a mustache who can often be found donning a bow tie. In other words, she's my cat. Winston and I are passionate about true crime and we love doing this podcast. As of this recording, we've released over 30 regular episodes and a few bonus episodes. Our episodes are focused on the victims and sharing their stories, something we take a lot of pride in. We're working hard to produce true crime content in an ethical way. Plus, Every quarter, Winston and I donate our ad proceeds and Patreon proceeds to a true crime or animal-related nonprofit organization. If you're from the Pacific Northwest or you just enjoyed true crime, Winston and I would love for you to check out our show. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Good Pods. We hope you'll join us for some true crime in the Pacific Northwest. Enjoying the meal? Consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple, Podchaser, Good Pods, or Spotify. It's free, and it helps our little restaurant get noticed by others with your spectacularly good taste. If you want to help support the restaurant, you can rock some of our merch from our Tea Public shop or buy us a fresh slice on Buy Me a Coffee, because we can never get enough. 
If you simply can't get enough pineapple pizza, become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. You can find all the links to our social media, streaming platforms, and support pages in the show notes and on pineapplepizzapodcast.com. That's pineapplepizzapodcast.com. All right. On that note, what is the special you selected to feature today and why did you choose it? So this, I only came across this story when I kind of started thinking about branching into cryptids on my show, at least for like my patrons. Um, So I picked the Bear Lake monster and he's technically a Pacific Northwest one. He's like on the border of Utah and Idaho. So he's. Whoa, speed racer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fun fact, this road out here, this speed limit's 45. I'm pretty sure people do 60. So I'm just like on the regular. I see people get into accidents. It's fun stuff. My life is magic. I don't know what else to say about it. (laughs) It keeps you young. (laughs) Yeah, the stress definitely keeps me young. (laughs) So I kind of picked this this story um, because I thought it was interesting. It's kind of been labeled our region's Loch Ness Monster. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so I was like, mm, I kind of need to like research more into this and figure this out. I don't think I've heard of this one before. I haven't. I'm really excited. I haven't either. I'm very excited to learn more. So I just want to say thank you again for having me on the show. Um, like I said, we're we're thinking about branching into cryptids for our patrons, but we haven't like taken the plunge yeah we haven't taken the plunge (laughs) so this is like my my dipping my toes if you will sure um so as i mentioned i'm going to talk about the bear lake monster this is like i said from the utah idaho border and it takes us all the way back to 1868 nice but before i get into the details i know i knew you would appreciate that Lindsay. um (laughs) So before I get into the details, I do want to tell you a little bit about Bear Lake itself. So it stretches across the border of Utah and Idaho. So I don't know why I'm making these motions like people that are listening can see me. But <laughs> it's okay because you know what? We appreciate them. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so kind of, you know, where Utah and Idaho connect, it spans across the two of them. Okay. So it's about 20 miles long and eight miles wide. It sits at the top of Logan Canyon, but it's not actually considered a crater lake because it's only 280 feet deep. So it's not only. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking the same thing. But it's, it's definitely, you know, a big um, lake. It's actually the second largest freshwater lake in Utah. Nice. And one of the things I looked at a couple pictures and it, I mean, it kind of looks like crater Lake in Oregon and like Crescent here in Washington, but it has that beautiful, like crystal blue water, oh, which nice. I'm sure you guys have all seen. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's magical. 
Um, and it's definitely a popular fishing spot. So the first report of the Bear Lake Monster takes us back, like I said, to 1868. And this was actually kind of when the Shoshone Indians who were living in the area at the time started telling the settlers that came here about this Bear Lake Monster. Hmm. Now, as we all know, um, the settler, I call them settlers. I, that's a nice term that I'm going to give yeah. them. I yeah. think we all have other things that we can call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so thieving all- assholes that moved in. <laughs> Emily, now come on, <laughs> don't talk shit on the awful white people that stole the land. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, they. They started claiming the land as their own, which, you know, I mean, I would love to go somewhere. Like if somebody has like a hundred acres and I just go to their property and be like, well, now this is my land. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but that's what they did. Um, The river's asleep next to me and she just (laughs) snored and it was like, what? I did not. Was not prepared for it, even though she does this a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought another motorcycle was going by. <laughs> that is the sound, ladies and gentlemen, of a sleeping Boston Terrier with its smushy little face. <laughs> so the Shoshone people didn't call this creature the Bear Lake Monster. Um they didn't speak it in English? They didn't. <laughs> well, and I don't even... Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't, like, find either when it even, like, became known as Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just this lake that they lived by. So they referred to it as a water devil. Yes, Ooh. that's so much better. That's fair. That's fair. And sounds way more sinister, honestly. Um, so they wouldn't swim or bathe in the lake. Because according to them, the water devil had taken a bunch of their people. So they kind of described this water devil as a creature that was similar to a crocodile or a dragon. Hmm. Huh. In my Croc-a-dragon. mind. Crocodile dragon. Yeah. Like, I guess they're kind of similar, but they're also like kind of not. So <laughs> that's interesting because when would they have seen crocodiles? You know what I mean? Like, right. So that's an interesting description. I mean, they could have seen crocodiles, but they're, I don't think they're indigenous to Idaho and Utah. I'm just. Well, maybe, maybe somebody else interpreted what they were describing as being similar to a yeah, crocodile. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Someone came from so, Florida in the outward ex- <laughs> westward expansion and was like, I know what that is. We got those critters back home. <laughs> no, no, no. No, back in my pan no. handle. <laughs> Lindsay, why? <laughs> oh. You love it. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> I love you, but I'm going to have nightmares about Florida. <laughs> so basically, there's this, you know, weird creature that looks like a crocodile or a dragon. And then they also said it had some kind of blowhole or water spout. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, you were so 
so immature. <laughs> I'm sorry. She I, hears, I wasn't ready for it. You are, <laughs> Emily, do I need to remind you that you are a scientist? <laughs> you should be able to hear blowholes. And then you keep saying it. You guys laughed at pianists. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a scientist. I can do whatever I want. It was Come pretty on. funny. Oh, I wasn't sorry. expecting sorry. blowhole either, so... <laughs> That's not what I thought you were. That's not where I thought this was going. I I was not expecting blowhole either, Lindsay. Come on. Oh my goodness, what an interesting looking creature already. Right, like just all of the imagery that this is invoking. Like my mm-hmm. mind cannot wrap around. No, and I think part of that is why the you know westerners for lack of a more polite term Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that's kind of why i feel like they didn't take the indigenous people very seriously you know unfortunately a lot of their culture got lost Mm -hmm. when they were kind of forced from their lands and everything Mm -hmm. and it wasn't respected obviously by the people that came and stole their land yep um so they just kind of, you know, wrote these people off as like, okay, like these are the crazy locals, like just telling their wild stories. So something I found really interesting when I was researching the Bear Lake Monster is that the first kind of reports were actually 65 years before the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, cool. So a lot of people actually think that there's – some maybe some connection between the two um maybe it's like a descendant of the bear lake monster something like that um but they also said that maybe that's kind of why people reported the loch ness monster the way they did is there were already these other reports of the bear lake monster sure so the earliest report of this bear lake monster was by a man named joseph rich He came to kind of the Idaho-Utah border area, and he created a lot of stir because he started telling stories about a serpent with 18-inch long legs. That's impressive. (laughs) I knew knew it was coming. I just can't resist giving you. That's three times impressive right there. It is. (laughs) Foot and a half long legs. (laughs) so because of the stories and like the stir that he created brigham young yeah the og mormon brigham young created an investigative team to look into rich's claims but they didn't stop there brigham young and his team even tried to capture the bear lake monster did they use their special uh glasses to look for it (laughs) (laughs) And wear their special underwear so they were protected from it. Okay, I thought you were going to go to the special underwear first, and that's where I was. (sighs) Sorry, Mormons. Yeah, sorry about it. They probably don't listen to us. Probably not. That's probably true. (laughs) Lindsay's not really sorry anyway, so just don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. So as you can imagine, 
Um, they didn't capture anything. What? I know. I'm <laughs> so disappointed. Shocked. <laughs> but part of the reason maybe they didn't catch it is because everyone has also said that the Bear Lake monster is incredibly fast when it swims, faster than any animal they've ever seen. Is it a super serpent? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But I'm also like, where do the lakes come in? Like, I, it seems like it'd be easier to slither if you don't have lakes. Yeah. Especially if they're 18 mm-hmm. inches long. Yeah. I don't know. So we have like a, a man-eating, we assume, if it's taking their people, right? So we have like a man-eating crocagator hybrid with a blowhole, 18 inch legs, and now it's like a water cheetah. <laughs> well, you know, there are like like eels and stuff can move really fast because they've got that like serpentine body and stuff. So that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. But at the same time, my first thought is if the water's so clear, wouldn't everybody see this thing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not if it's blue. <laughs> it's, the exact, it's the exact same color as the water. You <laughs> it camouflage just looks like clouds. Yeah, it does. It's just like um it's just like a quinjet. It can just it's mirrors on the outside or something. It's a, just a solved. It's just a serpentine disco ball, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> If it's that fla- that fast, it's going to be like the flash where you, you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just so fast. <laughs> so obviously then its name is Barry Allen. <laughs> and it's go. kind of a dick sometimes. Yep. That sounds like Barry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you guys have the perfect segue into some of the more physical descriptions of the Bear Lake monster. There have been quite a few over the years of the different sightings. Some have reported that the Bear Lake monster was brown, while others claim that it was green and scaly. The length of the Bear Lake monster is also incredibly varied, anywhere from 40 to 200 feet long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's quite the spread. Uh, uh, (laughs) I don't even know what to do with that 40 Um, to 200 feet. I don't, I have so many follow-up questions. Like, number one, are all of them thinking of foot as the same unit of measurement? (laughs) Like, number two, someone can't do math and I want to know who it is. Maybe there's more than one of them and it's like an underwater conga line. Yes. If you think about it. Yes. If you think about it, if the depth of the lake is 280 feet this thing could like stand and on end and only be hiding 80 feet under the surface of the water yet again i say only only 80 feet <laughs> 80 feet Lindsay. i'm 80 i know it's fine i know i know that is impressive it's fine it's very impressive. It's too impressive. I don't like it. <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around it. Well, you know, you maybe if you unspooled all of it. Yeah. I don't know. This is getting weird now, and I blame me because I haven't slept in like two days again. So. 
Okay, so it's brown or green. Might have scales. I have scales. Uh, is a crocagator. <laughs> <laughs> Slash so, water dragon. <laughs> Slash water cheetah. <laughs> Slash Barry Allen. Slash yes. Barry Allen. This is, this is quite the creature in my brain right now. Yes, it this is. is my fa- this is my favorite thing. The only way it could get better is if it has like some kind of weird hat. I was just thinking if it has the Barry Allen hat with a little lightning bolt or whatever. I was just picturing it wearing a Flash t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was personally hoping for more of like a bowler hat, but I'll settle for I'll settle for those. That's fine. Can't have everything you want, you know. So, I'm sorry to disappoint. He doesn't have a hat, but he may look like a walrus without the tusks. Okay, no, that makes it up for everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much better than a cool hat. (laughs) So, he's an alligator, but also a walrus. And, like, a toothy alligator, some have said. Well, I mean, to be fair, alligators are pretty toothy to begin with. Right? I'm just picturing an alligator head on a walrus's body, and I love everything about it. (laughs) Okay, but, but, I also need it to look like it has a mustache or I'm going to quit life, so. I I forgot to add the blowhole. I just added the blowhole in my my brain. All right. All right. I'm there. (laughs) Okay. I love everything about this. So you guys have that picture of him. Yep, yep. Now you have to picture his giant wide set eyes. That's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> I, I didn't either. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Sorry. <laughs> and he has conical shaped ears. Oh, it has ears. What? Okay. What? But they're conical? Oh, is it like Shrek's ears where they're I think a little, so. maybe a little smaller at the head and bigger? Yes. Okay. Does he make earwax candles? Yes. Not that I read. <laughs> I just he sells them on Etsy. <laughs> I just remember the fact that he has multiple oh, long legs. So now I have to reframe the picture of the walrus in my head. Well, if it helps, there are reports that he actually has small legs. The legs are retractable. <laughs> Done. <laughs> now I'm picturing it like. Do you guys remember? Oh, I'm going to date myself. Um, Cootie. I'll date you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember, you remember yeah. cooties? They were like the Vegas. little worm things. The game? Would, yeah, like where you would attach oh, yeah. the head and then the body and you like attach the legs. That's kind of what I'm picturing now. Like with the weird little legs and an alligator I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Google cooties. It was like a preschool game. Yeah. I... That word definitely, like, it's ringing a bell, but I'm not getting a picture, so I'm going to Google cooties. Mm -hmm. That definitely tracks. Yeah, it's just like a little, like, bug. Like a little... It's like a cootie. Oh, shit! Yeah, I do remember these. Yeah. Yeah! So you're picturing, like, a cootie on steroids. Yes. (laughs) With a blowhole and an alligator head. (laughs) And conical ears. (laughs) Shrek ears. Oh my god, I need somebody to like Photoshop this for me. This creature's sounding uh, pretty impressive. He's kind of like mystique. He takes on all these different forms. Right? It's like a shapeshifter. Yeah. (laughs) So there are conflicting reports about whether 
the Bear Lake monster is solely a water-based creature, or if it is also possible that it can come onto the shore. And I think we see that even in the beginning, you know, the Shoshone people mentioned that it took people kind of on the shoreline. Mm -hmm. So I think it is possible that, you know, it could at least come up to the shoreline and take people, not necessarily walk on land per se. Um, But I could tell you from a biological perspective, if it has legs, then it's going to be using them. It wouldn't have them if it didn't need them. Yes. Science. But it it has a blowhole. So maybe it's like, I, I don't, well, that's oxygen, so that well, doesn't track. Did you know that whales used to be like cows or something? So they started in the ocean, they came out, and they were cows, and then they were like, nah, fuck this shit, and then they went back to the ocean and became whales. <laughs> no. I feel like I don't believe you. No, I'm um, <laughs> Now I'm picturing whales. whales with udders, and <laughs> I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. You know what? I like them better that way. I'm picturing like a sperm whale with a big old sack of udders like that. <laughs> Let's milk a whale. Just kidding. That would be really gross. And people do milk whales. Oh, gross. All right. It just means a different thing. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. Moving on. <laughs> oh, God. So reported sightings kind of generally decreased after 1915-ish. But that's not to say that the sightings didn't continue, because they absolutely did. So between 1940 and 1980, there were at least five sightings of the Bear Lake Monster. And that number was even higher in the 80s and 90s, when at least seven reports were recorded. But the... Last and most recent reported sighting of the Bear Lake Monster was in 2018. Oh. So about four years ago, which is fairly recent. I mean, especially if you think that COVID is just one big long year of shitty suckiness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a man named Mike Havertz claimed that he saw the Bear Lake Monster while he was doing some investigative searching in the lake. And... I'm pretty sure that he was searching for the Bear Lake Monster. So this tracks if you are going to believe his story. Sure. So he was a part of a larger group of investigators that also included his uncle, Matthew Havertz, who would later release a documentary on the Bear Lake Monster in October of 2019. Okay. So take this next part with a grain of salt because (laughs) of all of that. But according to their reports, they noticed an unusual motion in the water right before they supposedly saw the Bear Lake monster. And according to the Havertzes, the Bear Lake monster had bloodshot red eyes and its skin was like a jade green serpent with a slimy texture. (laughs) I'm picturing like frog mucus. Like how frogs are kind of like <laughs> slimy. All right. Don't like the slime. <laughs> Don't like that. That's how it moves so fast in the water. It's aerodynamic that way. With its huge legs. I'm sure it is very aerodynamic. <laughs> oh my God. I've just pictured like all these legs moving independently of one another <laughs> as it's like swimming through the water. <laughs> I feel like this poor bear lake monster needs to go to like one of those support groups for like defunct 
characters. Like, we just, I'm sorry, Bear Lake Monster, if you're out there. I'm sure you're beautiful, but. It's having a there's just I- a- identity crisis. Like, I don't even know what I am. <laughs> there needs to be an island of misfit cryptids. <laughs> That's where the bear lake monster hangs out. Oh my gosh. I, Nobody I would love to like me. Right? Like, I would love to know what it actually looks like because I feel like none of these descriptions line up. Like, there's pieces from each that you can kind of like take and put together, but all of them together is not. No. <laughs> so, that's kind of the backstory I have on the bear lake monster, but I do have a little more to tell. So, like I said, the Bear Lake Monster dates back to 1868, and it's become an integral ugh, integral part of the Bear Lake culture. It's essentially like local folk- folklore, and the area is now a popular tu- tourist attraction, especially in the summer. So, a lot of people really view these sightings as suspect. They think that the Bear Lake monster was either a story made up by a bunch of drunk Mormons, (laughs) which seems like an oxymoron to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was a marketing ploy used to get people to the town because there actually is a town called Bear Lake. Mm -hmm. It would make sense, especially if the sightings, quote unquote, picked up in like the 80s and the 90s. That makes yes. sense. That tracks. That tracks. You are in my brain. <laughs> so was because so the oh, oh go sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> I was going to say the the sighting um, from 1868 or whatever, and the discussion from the Native Americans that were there prior. Is that actually documented, or is that what the city's coming out and saying in the 80s and 90s that hey, there's been proof of this all this time, but it really wasn't there. So that was actually documented, um, okay. but I, no offense, but white, white people book, butcher other cultures, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm sure it was like their version of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely like did originate at that time. Okay. Again, I don't know if any of these have actually been confirmed because as far as I can tell, nobody has like any pictures or video proof or anything like that. It's all just like these stories that people are telling, which mm-hmm. I think we all know, like you and I can all make up a story right now to tell yep. that we, you know, saw Bigfoot in our backyard. <laughs> yep. And who's going to say different, you know? Mm-hmm. Pixar didn't happen. Yep. <laughs> So there definitely is, though, some truth to this marketing play because they definitely, even the kind of 60s and 70s sightings that were reported coincide with, like, the big tourist period in time, like, right before the summer happens. Mm -hmm, Sure. All of a sudden, like, people have seen this Bear Lake monster. And they definitely have, like, leaned heavily into this Bear Lake culture like they've just made it this huge tourist attraction and like people need to come here and see if you see the bear lake monster um they actually had a naming contest in 1996 and so a bunch of elementary school kids which 
I love elementary school kids, but also like the name, the names had to be ridiculous. I didn't see what other names weren't chosen, (laughs) but I would love to know what wasn't chosen because little kids' minds are amazing. Mm -hmm. And they just come up with the most ridiculous names. Like I speak from, (laughs) I speak from experience. My niece names her dolls. And her bears like some weird ass shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee at least one boy turned in something with poop in the name. Yep. <laughs> or balls. Something. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they chose the name Isabella for the bear like monster. That's that's okay. That's interesting. That's very hipster. But right? In nineteen ninety six, ahead of their time. Before it was hipster, yes. <laughs> You'd figure they'd want to choose a more, I don't know, something more true to the heritage and the culture. Because Isabella, that's like a Spanish name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Let's also... give it a name of a conquistador, you know. Don't say the C word at me, Emily. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I will throw shit, even though I said I wouldn't. <laughs> and, like, no offense to any Isabellas out there, but, like, it's it's not a very fun name. Like it's just kind of a name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty name, but it's certain. I wouldn't want a monster named after Isabella. It's just, do they call it like bear Lake Bella? Something like that. Like, cause in in that, in that case, then I can, I could see it. Cause it kind of rolls off the tongue. Like the bear. So they either call it the bear Lake monster or they call it Bella. Okay. Okay. Isabella is actually English. Is it? Yeah, and I kind of suspected it might be purely because two L's next to each other in Spanish would not make that sound. (laughs) Yeah. They make a Y sound. Oh, fair. (laughs) Fair. Maybe they spelled it differently. No. (laughs) Quit cheating. (laughs) But yeah, that's the story of the Bear Lake Monster. You can definitely Google pictures of what artists have tried to capture based on all those different descriptions i would definitely encourage you to do so because they're i could never draw what people have described oh my god that is wild it's so weird i mean the descriptions are just so all over the place we see that a lot in when we do cryptids but those were really wildly different I liked it. I thought that was fun. That was as long as it has a blowhole, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I still like the I like the walrus without tusks the best, though. (laughs) Oh my god, this one's amazing! Oh, you looking at pictures right now? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find that image address and I'm gonna share it with you guys in the chat. I need you to experience (laughs) this with me. I have a phone right here. I'm not gonna not Google it. This one is like as close to oh, what I'm. Oh snap! I love it. It's like as close to what I'm thinking without being the crocodile head as possible. Aww. Yes, <laughs> that's epic. I can see it. Yeah, it looks like a Bella. All right. <laughs> no offense to all the Bellas out there. <laughs> if you see this picture, Ouch. you're going to be like, "How dare you!" <laughs> maybe don't post this one with yeah. the episode <laughs> yeah if i ever crawl out of my depression funk i'm gonna post this on instagram so 
saving it right now <laughs> for all the Bellas out there. You're welcome. <laughs> She's also not 200 feet long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very short in that picture. 40 to 200 feet. <laughs> we'll just and there aren't the legs, the really. Yeah. The lake bear monster is a grower. Not a shower. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would explain the change in size. <laughs> Maybe it's 40 feet in the winter and 200 in the summer. <laughs> Cold water. Cold yep. water. It's how it keeps cool. It just stretches itself out. Thank you so much, Elise, for joining us and being our guest chef today. Uh, could you please let all of our guests know where they can find you and the show? And if you're in, so they're, wow, wow. English is so Words. hard today. Jesus. Crushing it. Crushing it. I didn't it. have a margarita earlier, but uh, <laughs> you did. <laughs> could you please let all of our guests know where they can find you and the show if they're interested in hearing more from True Crime Cat Lawyer? Yes. First of all, I want to say thank you again for having me. Um, you can find us on social media at True Crime Cat Lawyer for Instagram and Facebook. We are True Crime Cat Law on Twitter. And you can find us on pretty much every podcast platform that you listen to. Awesome. I highly recommend. Every once in a while you get these little Easter eggs where you can hear Winston. And it's <laughs> magical. I just put the link to my favorite one in the chat. It's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? They got me those whiskers. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. It's like if the Lorax turned into a lake monster. <laughs> but it's like Jabba the Hutt as a lake monster. No, it's cuter than Jabba the Hutt. It looks like it's melting. <laughs> it looks a little chunky. Just give him a break. <laughs> I picture him come I picture him coming out and being like, I've been trying to reach you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this photo's from tourist season. He's been eating a lot more. Just like it's like us during the holidays. Let it go. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that episode of Futurama where Bender becomes a person, a human, and he no. gets really, really fat and they push on his fat rolls and it makes sounds and it sounds like he's going, woo. No. No, no I missed that one. I'm just picturing Zoyberg when he like, what is he, he molts or whatever and he's like shaking around. I didn't I'd never seen this show. Um so I have no idea what's going on right now, but I'm okay That's with fine. it. I've never seen it either. That's fine. I'll share a gift with you guys later. Here, I'm sending you a picture of Fat Bender just so you can see. Send me oh yeah, I'm clicking on this. <laughs> oh my ah! god. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, grilled cheese is ruined now. Grilled cheese is ruined. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to send one too. I'm going to send you the Zoyberg thing that I'm talking about because I need everybody to experience it. Is this going to ruin any other food? I only no. eat like three things. No, I can't eat grilled food. cheese now. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He's oh yes. <laughs> and his tidy whities. I love it. Oh my god. His little nipples just everywhere. <laughs> 
Whew. Oh my god. Well, on that note, I think it's about time to close up the restaurant for the night. <laughs> Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of something indescribable. Uh Pineapple Pizza Podcast, sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do, question mark? <laughs>